been some downtime. <laughs> it's been a bit since we've recorded last, but I think that's fine. Um, because the... Well, I haven't had a whole lot to talk about, but... Um, <laughs> been a little slow. Yeah, and it's also been a little, a little busy between... February felt like a busy month um, with like Valentine's Day stuff and I'm doing like wedding planning and stuff now. So I've got a lot of time taken up by that stuff. So, um, but here we are. It's still in beta again. Uh, yep. And we try to talk about video games and stuff. You, you shake your head as you say that as if that never <laughs> happens. I mean, it happens. Uh, yeah, we've, I think the last couple have been more video game focused than, than previously. So that's good. Right. We finally stopped mentioning Batman every single time we recorded. And that one doesn't count because you can't, that's, that one doesn't count because it's, it, it was referencing that we talked about Batman every episode. Right. But not, there, there, there are clear episodes in, my memory that we definitely did not bring up batman for any reason yeah i think like the last two or three at least yeah batman has not come up organically that none none this year no batman mentions at all this year right so there's that um but uh yeah so um i would talk about what games i've been playing uh, but the thing that I've been playing recently is I just went back to Dragon's Dogma. Oh, I thought you were going to say, but they're pornography, and it's good <laughs> to talk about that. Uh, Dragon. Oh, so, you, so you're playing more Dragon's Dogma, just playing it over again? Yeah, I went to the, but I got the PC version, so it's got the Dark Arisen stuff in it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it it's... So, so... Okay. The Dark Arisen, like, that, that, was the, that was the one that you got me that mm-hmm. I played through, was with, with Dark Arisen. This is the, I feel like this is the addition that Dark Arisen added to the game, is uh, there, it adds, like, about 10,000% more standing over a chest and stabbing yourself in the heart over and over again to get the item you want out of it. I think that already existed um, in the base game. I'm mm-hmm. not, uh, Dark, Dark Arisen... Uh, I don't really know what it added (laughs) Um, because I don't know what I'm like out of what I'm playing. There's definitely stuff that's different, but I don't know how much of that is the darker risen stuff or versus the bitter black isle, uh, bitter black. I think it's bitter black isle DLC stuff that they added. It must be that because the darker risen stuff, as far as I'm aware, existed. You, You go down to that spot on the lake and you talk to like the creepy ghost lady and you go to a different place and all the and uh, some other you go to some other like world and that's where that feels like a challenge dungeon kind of place yeah that's a hundred percent where all the darker is and stuff exists all oh the- okay so that all of that stuff's the darker is and stuff yes okay so the that's the bitter black isle business yes okay and that's that's what the Dark Arisen stuff is? Yeah, it's all that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. I I think there's some other additions or like I I okay, so the other thing that I've started doing is just looking doing a lot more just looking at a guide for stuff because one of the things I found out about 
the game after having played it the, through the first time was that there is uh they've it's a very Japanese way of doing things where there are alternatives or quest um uh objective like ways to meet certain quest objectives in a very obtuse way uh and so, and those things are things you have to do in order to unlock some of the best equipment so the only like it's it's a very like japanese final fantasy style this is going to sell prima strategy guides kind of way of of game <laughs> design so like what do you mean uh so the the thing that comes to mind first is the the, the thing that i think is the worst which is that um in so there's two quests that come up uh because there's kind of two main merchants like there's the traveling merchant who kind of sucks and then there's two main merchants the 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 dude in the town square in grand soren and then the lady uh what's her face the blonde girl who's like back on the corner or whatever and they both in the, give, in the big town and yeah in big town yeah um because there's other merchants but they don't sell anything good right okay. these are the only two merchants that sell you anything worth spending money on and so um so there's they both give you a quest that is like i want to get the hookup with the good merchant stuff but in order to do that i have to have some kind of idol or like an idol yes and so there are three stage stages of idol and depending on which one you get for them for that quest that determines the quality of equipment that they will sell that's right there's like a copper gold and, and something silver. and silver idol yeah. and you you like you can give one only one of them can get the gold and the other one gets the silver and something like that yeah and yeah there's only one gold um you have to get that uh, which is which is a, only a okay, and you have to get the gold, and it, you can only get one in order to get access to specific merchandise from either one or the other, and so you have to like know what it is you want from those people to kind of target who you get who gets that thing, right? And so, being a female character this time, I uh, I I chose the girl merchant. Because she has some like high tier uh, female exclusive equipment, which is another kind of weird thing about that game that there's female exclusive equipment, but not male exclusive equipment. And it's real weird. I thought there was some, but I guess maybe there's. Uh, oh, there's like a couple of outfits, I think. Yeah. Um, but um, <clears throat> but this is like armor pieces and clothing and stuff. So mm -hmm. um. And so I did that. But the thing that sucks is not just that, because by the time you get that quest, you may have like found a copper thing, right? Mm -hmm. And um, they they tell you that, you know, there's more than one quality of idol, and but you have no uh, direction as to like where those other idols might come from. Like you just happen upon them or something. And so the way you get the golden idol is that you have to get a separate quest chain from um, a different merchant in the in the in big town. And that is this uh, like Florin or Florian or something like that. And you have to get a quest from him. 
and also you have to do this at a certain time because there's a point in the game where he gets put on trial and if the trial goes bad like if you don't get the evidence which is part of a different quest if you don't get the evidence to save him from that that thing then he'll be put to death and you can't get the golden idol and so you have to go and and be you also have to like raise your affinity with him so you have to have done a different quest and also like given him some stuff i think beforehand like you have to present him with presents so that he will then give you the option to have the quest to take his daughter around town for the day. Oh, yeah, I remember doing that. That was so dumb. And you have to perform the take your take the daughter around town quest perfectly, perfectly. And that's important because there's a multitude of ways to screw it up. And if you do anything wrong, you will get an empty vial, an empty glass vial, which is worthless. Mm-hmm. And you don't get the thing that the only thing in the in the game that can give you access to some of the best purchasable items yeah it's i i so i'm pretty sure i played with the guy because i remember doing all of this and it being like stupid bullshit yeah i had to do that quest twice and because of the way that game saves which is checkpoint saves and auto saves um as soon as you fail as soon as you screw up that quest right and you report back and you don't know what the outcome is until you turn it in but as soon as you turn it in, it auto saves and it's like, hey, <laughs> fuck you, you, you've just saved your bad state. So then you have to go back to a checkpoint and the checkpoint I can only find is like mission state stuff sometimes. But the only reliable way that I've been able to get checkpoint save is by going into the uh, pawn rift area, like to get a new set of pawns. Mm-hmm. So I had to like I was like, OK, to ensure that I can go back to a save point. That isn't going to like lose me three hours of game progress. I have to like go pretend I'm changing out my pawns, leave that place that a checkpoint saves and then go and do that quest and make sure that I do it right. Oh, I didn't do it right. I've got to reload that checkpoint and do that. The that whole stupid mission over again in order to do it sucked. That's a suck mission and it's stupid. <laughs> and I hate that kind of game design where they like it's like obtuse or like purposely uh like obscure as to like what the conditions are to like succeed Mm -hmm. and to me it feels like it's just trying to sell you a guide Mm -hmm. or look online or something right and yeah the 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 uh the, the the design idea that like you should fail first before you can succeed is stupid to me well, especially if it's like a game that you can put 100 hours into and then you've like irrevocably and very like difficult to recover from, screw yourself up in a weird way. Yeah. Like that's just that's pretty dumb. Yeah. And like that equipment isn't the best equipment you can get in the game, but it is definitely like good equipment that if you don't get access to, like you are waiting a while to upgrade your equipment. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's kind of pushing my buttons a little bit on that. So I'm fine with games that make you do a choice and that have maybe like multiple steps to like get there. It's more the, uh, stuff where you don't understand or there's no clear indication that you did something wrong. And there's also no way to go back and like try it again. That's the stuff that's annoying. Yeah. 
like what like it's it was it's when you when you do fail it if you mess it up right you still succeed as far as a game state goes but you failed it and you may never know that that was how you got a golden idol yeah you know like you you don't there's no indication that that's how you would get it there's no uh so like there's nothing linking those two quests together in any way and there's there's no feedback to you as a player as to like what you did wrong or that you did anything wrong or that kind of thing yeah so right well yes it's annoying but <clears throat> yeah but I, I still love the combat like that's still a lot of fun yeah so uh along those so along those lines i've been playing monster hunter world uh-huh. which i think is great i think I, I think i probably still kind of preferred the combat and stuff in dragon dragon's dogma if i were to be honest like but monster hunter world is pretty super fun um and as far as i can tell it's way more straightforward about how to get most things yeah because because you you know <clears throat> uh you can you can kill and catch all kinds of different monsters and like when you hunt like a big monster and kill it um you basically you do research on the monster. Basically, the the cool thing about this game versus some of the other like ones you're you know mentioning is that you build the guide as you play. Like as you find you know as you explore new areas and you find new items and materials, um, you know it 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 kind of fills in a guide sort of for you. Like you can go like there's crafting in the game and then there's um, fabricating and upgrading weapons. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of they use two different sets of materials. Crafting mostly come crafting materials mostly come from gathering stuff around the world, like mining at mining points and um, picking up plants and herbs and mushrooms and stuff. Uh, and then crafting weapons mainly comes from killing monsters and getting their drops. But then also you get some from mining and finding bones at like finding like old skeletons yeah you like get bones from old remains and you mine and you kill monsters that's how you get weapon stuff pretty much 90 percent of it you know 99 percent of it and then crafting is mostly you get it from from gathering stuff like plants and mushrooms and bugs and stuff and then you get a little bit of stuff from killing monsters there um but <clears throat> the cool thing is, like, as you play the game, as you find more items, you you go to your, you know, your invent, your, uh, you have like a chest where you keep all your crap, and um, there you can craft there, and it just shows you everything that you can make, um, and it shows you what the ingredients are, and you know, it's a very simple crafting system where it's just uh, one, you know, it's up to two items makes another item, so. Like, if you want to make a potion, it's just herb. And herbs are everywhere. You can grab them, and you make a potion. Um, but to make, like, a good potion, a mega potion, it's herb, one herb and one honey. And that's it. Uh-huh. And, that's, and that's how you make stuff. And it's very clear, and you can see the list, the whole crafting list. And if there's something that you... There's there's a few question marks. So you can see, like, oh, well, I, I don't know what that is yet. I don't know how to make it. But if you have the materials to make it, 
then it goes from like a grayed out question mark to a lit up question mark. And then you can be like, okay, well, let's see what this is. It uses these two items. Let's craft it. It's like, oh, hey, look, I made, I made sleep ammo that'll, you know, when I shoot it, somehow when I shoot it, like tranquilizer ammo, you know, like I shoot it yeah. at the guys and it'll put them to sleep. But it's like a new recipe that I've discovered. And it's all very like obvious. It's like, okay, these are the two items that, that made that. Now, is that is um, a result only craftable from those two items? Um, well, there are some there are some items that there's multiple ways to to make it. Okay, because um, because uh, the because that sounds exactly like how Dragon's Dogma's crafting works. Like like you have the you have the two things, and then you've got a like you look at your components, and it's like. You select one, and then it has a grid of here's all the possible things you can make from this base thing, and then depending on which result you highlight, it says, and now you'll use this other herb, or now you'll use this other like fluid or whatever. Yeah, is that also a Capcom game? Yeah, yeah. So clearly they, you know, have some kind of cross pollination of their designs. Yeah, it it does make me want that Dragon's Dogma online to be to be real. <clears throat> in in America, uh-huh. but yeah. But anyway, like like I feel like this one is this one is more recipe driven, where it's you you it, it shows you a list of results, and then you pick that. It's like okay, well, I want to make this item, and then it shows you the two ingredients that it will consume. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, that's a much better interaction. That's a much better ex- user experience. For yeah, how to how to achieve that stuff yeah i i agree i prefer that like this is what i want to make option versus this is what i have to make something yeah because the problem that i run into is um i look at a recipe for something and it's like oh well i don't have the enough of item x to make you know this potion i do have enough of item y to make that potion but um if i'm looking at item x first because i've got a bunch of that i don't know that that's what i can do or that's what i can use to make that thing so i I don't have that and memorizing the like you know multiplication table of like different combinations you have to you have at your disposal is confusing yeah i think the the one thing that is maybe a bit more inconvenient in doing it this way versus the other way is that um it's hard to tell like oh you know i use i need a blue mushroom to make this recipe but i don't know if there's something more desirable that i'd rather use that item for cuz there there are some there's actually not many but there are some items that are used in multiple recipes mm-hmm. and so sometimes it's like well this item i don't have a lot of and i can make this thing but there may be something better that i can use it for Okay, so it's a little harder to see that kind of stuff, um, and the weapon crafting is basically the same way. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, you know, w- once you once you kill a monster, you, you know you can um, by killing a monster, you get parts from it. You can also carve parts off of it, and then like when you finish a quest or finish like an expedition, um, at the end you get extra additional monster parts just because as like a added bonus. So there's always like a guaranteed uh, stuff that you get, even if for some reason you don't get to harvest that you don't get to carve the monster after you kill it. 
that's usually what happens. You kill a monster and then you carve it. Uh-huh. Um, small monsters, you get to carve one time and big monsters three times. But there's been times because if you go through on an expedition, there, there'll be times where two large monsters are fighting in the same area. Yeah. And if you kill one of them and then the other one's still trying to kill you, it may, the other one may kill you and you may not get back to that body and it may disappear mm. before you get to carve it. That's happened to me one time. I was super pissed. But because you killed the monster at all, when you quit that mission or whatever, you're still guaranteed some items from them anyway. Yeah. Um, but the cool thing is, like I said, it's a strategy guide that you kind of fill in as you go. You fill in like all of the information um, because as you walk around the world map and you find harvest spots, they get marked on your map. So you can always go back to your map and be like, OK, I need I need to find some honey. And you can see like, OK, here's some spots where those are. And then you you can target it. And then you have these things called scout flies, which will highlight harvestable things and they'll um, kind of alert you when monsters are about to attack you and stuff like that but if you say like highlight the honey on the map they'll create like a trail to that location and so you you know they kind of help show you where to go and um you know so if you want to go back and like you need to find something that you need to mine up or whatever you know you can use the scout flies to guide you there the map remembers everything that you found on it um so that's all Great. It fills in all that information. As you kill monsters, it also fills in a monster guide. And so there's research levels on the bigger monsters. And so each time you fight one or encounter one um, and kill them, uh, you you fill in more information about them. And it'll tell you, here's the elements that they're weak to. And then later it'll show you, okay, if if you chop off its tail, you'll get this item out of it. And then it also shows, okay, Here's all the items that it drops that you can get out of this monster. And here's the rarity of each of them. Mm. So, you know, like, okay, well, if I need five of this item and it's super rare, you know, it's going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, you probably have to kill that thing like a dozen times to get all the parts you need. Yeah. Um, But I've heard that, like, the better you get at the game and, like, the more you, the better your stuff is and the more time you can spend kind of working up the game, like, like monsters that used to take you uh, like an hour to kill take like 10 minutes. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like I mean, it all the weapons and damage and stuff scales up. Like the very first monster that you you go on a quest to fight. Yeah, I mean, the he was he's the weakest one, but he took me like a good 20 30 minutes. One, I didn't really know how to use the weapons that I was using and um yeah, you just kind of have to learn how the game works and your stuff's, you know, your your equipment's kind of trash. Yeah. Um, but now, like, I can kill that guy in like a minute, you know, like right away. Um, to the point that if you have a capture quest, which is to beat them en- enough to not, but not kill them, and then trap them and knock them out with tranquilizer, like some of the some of the enemies I have accidentally murdered because I was so good at killing them, because I just, uh, and that's like a quest failure. Yeah. You know, we just you do too much. You, if you kill them, then you fail that that mission. If it's if it's a capture mission, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the the weapon crafting stuff is kind of the same as the item crafting. Um, you go to the armor, and it'll show you like um, as you advance the story, it unlocks new tiers of weapon. 
And it just shows you, here's all of the tiers. And you get these kind of, you start out with kind of a measly little tree of like, here's like two or three different variations you can do on a weapon based on monsters that you're aware of. And then those branch out and then those branch out. And so now I've got this crazy, insane, like bus terminal of, <laughs> of branches and, and trees that like uh-huh. the different weapons, all the different weapons can break down into. Yeah. But it's pretty sweet. Cause it's like, okay, I see like, this is the next weapon. It shows you once you, once you know, once you've killed monsters, it will show you like, first it shows in as question marks. It's like, okay, something's there. Once you kill a monster that has parts for that thing, it'll show you the stats of the weapon and it'll show you the items that you need to make it. So it's like, okay, well, now I really want to get that because it's going to do this much more damage and it'll add fire to it, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, okay, well, I've got, you know, two of the things I need and I need like this many more pieces. Um, It's great because it, and then you can go the, you have like a wish list that you can fill in. So you can go like, I want, and you can fill in up to like six items there. So it's like, I need to make, you know, these three weapons and these two pieces of armor. And then you can check your wish list and it'll just show you net. Here's all the stuff you need. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well now I know very clearly what my goals are. Um, it makes planning all that stuff out really easy to do. And it's all designed as part of the system, which I love because I'm a crazy hoarder that wants to make every single item. And it, has so much built in the system that just helped me with it. And I, I have looked at a wiki a couple of times for some things that I was like this, like what the fuck is this item? Because they were things that were clearly not monster parts. And I'm like, well, this sounds like some fucking bullshit. Is this some, you know, how do I get this thing? And, uh-huh. and some of them are like, okay, I'm just not going to be able to get this stuff for much later in the game. Yeah. Because, it was like there was something like a commendation. Like I needed a commendation. It's like you have to do rank six missions to get commendations. And I'm on like rank two, and I'm like, well, this is I have to wait for that. But um, so there's some of that kind of stuff where I'm just like, uh, I'll just look up real quick where this item comes from, because like part of it was because four like it, three of the four items I knew how to get, and the fourth one I had no idea how to get. Yeah. And so sometimes I'll look that stuff out because I'm like, uh, I don't I don't know what this is. And it's not like monster part name. Right. You know, so I know I'm not supposed to go out and explore to find a monster to get it. And that's the kind of stuff that I will look up. But I don't feel like you have to play this game with a guide. I think you can play it 99 percent of the time and just run through and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Like eventually <laughs> you would have come across accommodation anyway. And that would have been like, here, there, there's your accommodation. Like, now you know what that is. Yeah. 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 But it's not, yeah, it's not some invisible quest that you may or may not get based on a time limit kind of nonsense. Right. You're gonna, you, you will, yeah, again, the commendation thing, I would have eventually run into that. Yeah. And and got it. So is it pretty much like, uh, I mean, the, the game's named Monster Hunter. Is that kind of it? Like, do you, do you just kind of sign up for, like, is every quest basically go kill a thing and then you run up and go kill a thing? Um, yeah, so I was actually, when I start first started the game, I was almost, like, I almost rage quit it because I was almost really pissed off. Because the very first, like, the first couple of things you do in the game is the story mission. The story progression is all based on on quests that you have to do. And the quest sends you to one of the like five locations on the map 
that um, there's like four or four. There's like four zones, I guess mm-hmm. you call it. Um, so it sends you to one of the zones and you have like X amount of minutes to go do something. So it's like a timed thing. There's this whole cool space that you get to run around, run around in, but it's like, no, you've only got like a 50 minute time limit and you have to go do this, this goal. And so at first I was like super pissed. Cause it's like, I just want to run around and see everything and explore. <laughs> yeah. And so your intro is like, Oh great. Everything's going to be this stupid time limit business. Exactly. Yeah. So I was almost really pissed. Cause it's like, I don't want to do that. I want to run around and pick berries till my pockets explode. Yeah. I don't want to Majora's mask this crap. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't want to play it that way. And I almost quit, but then I finally got to the point where they they explained expeditions. And expeditions is basically just monster hunt free play. You just run out. You can go into any of the zones, and there's you just do whatever you want. You run around. There's no time limit. There's you just stay out there as long as you want, and um, you can go kill every monster, and they'll the monsters respawn after a certain amount of time. But, and you can always go back to your to the bases in the map to dump items. Like if you, if your inventory gets full, you can go dump that off and then go back out. So, I mean, you can just play that way and just run around and do all that stuff. Um, the, the one, the one good, the, the one thing about doing quests is that's, um, it's, I mean, I, I end up doing quests because it kind of helps structure things sometimes. And, and it also gives you additional rewards if you do quests, you get money. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one thing. That's you you can do a lot of free play, but then you don't have money. But you get research points, and you can almost almost anything that you can spend money on, you can spend research points on. Um, you, you, the only thing you have to have money for is uh, weapon upgrades or something. But you can, I guess, if you're just running around killing you can sell stuff that you find to get money too. Um, you don't. You don't have to do the quests or there's other things called investigations, which are basically just quests that get generated um, based on you running around encountering monsters. Um, but uh, it, if you're, if you're good at, if, if you're going to go kill a monster anyway, like I was, you know, it's like I'm hunting this, you know, uh, dragon to go get its parts I might as well do it as part of an investigation quest. Because we'll get some bonus stuff anyway. Right, because you'll get bonus rewards and money. And, you know, so yeah, you, why not yeah. do it that way? So, Well, I'll have to check that game out eventually. I, yeah. think, I think I'll check it out on, on PC, though. Because there is a part of me that does want to try out the multiplayer stuff. Um, and you're not also not willing to pay for a PS plus account no no i did that for a little bit and then i was like nuts to this especially since like one of the one of the draws that they try to get you with is like oh we give we give a rate we have we unlock games for you every month and for a long time it was just garbage that (laughs) stuff like grow home and that kind of thing where i'm just like i don't want to play this like the best thing that i got out of it was uh um the car soccer rocket league. Mm-hmm. And so I played that a bunch and then um, I bought it on PC because it was 20 bucks. And, uh, and then I just stopped playing it 
And so then I was like, well, do I really want to pay 60 bucks a year for this thing? And I said, no, I decided, no, I don't really want to do that. And that's you also weren't playing <clears throat> Diablo three with people. Yeah. Because I also wasn't playing Diablo three with people anymore. <clears throat> and most of the time I played Diablo three co-op anyway was locally. So that didn't really matter that much anyway. So it was really, yeah, a lot of just a lot of things. Me realizing I don't play multiplayer on the console most of the time. Um, I barely play multiplayer on the PC. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to play multiplayer on this game anyway. Like I know there's I haven't got I haven't got to the point where I've felt like I needed another player to to do a quest yet. I well, I, I, I don't keep, know that you do. I and keep getting told that it it makes it easier to do some of the stuff, but it's like it's fine so far. I don't what, really care. Well, from what I've heard, it it does and it doesn't. Like um, the because it it tries to do this is what I've heard that it tries to do um, Diablo style monster scaling. So if you're fighting one monster alone, it might feel difficult, and you might think, oh well, if I add another person that'll kind of take some of the heat off me, you know, so they, they don't just focus on trying to kill me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I understand, the scaling, um, if you add one person, it scales up like there are four people. So that sounds dumb. So no. So, so, so regardless of if you have two to four people, it's the same scale. That seems stupid because there's definitely some, quests that i've seen that only allow two people to take it on so it doesn't make any sense that it would make it four times as hard i don't know for a, for a limited two-player quest i i don't i don't know i i've uh, other than hearsay i have nothing to back that up yeah i don't i don't <laughs> believe that that just seems for as polished as a lot of the other design elements of the game are that just seems like a really like ridiculous oversight yeah yeah, it seems like such uh if you're just doing like numbers scaling, such an easy thing to accommodate for. Yeah. To say like uh, you know, two, you know, does uh, this, four does this. Yeah, I mean I guess I could see if you're doing an up to four players mission that it scales it for four players if you're gonna do it multiplayer, but Yeah, I don't I again I have no idea. Yeah. This is also how do people even know? There's no hit point bars on any of the monsters, so you don't really know exactly how much. Uh, yeah, I I guess does it, but you've got numbers that pop out of them. Yeah, you can. I guess you'd have to like like track your. You'd have to like have a really good math skills and memory to track that. It's like oh, I get I did eleven, eleven, twelve, and then one hundred and fifteen. Let me add all of that. While fighting this monster and avoiding it. Right. I mean, that is unless it, like, depending on how they scale it, if they scale the health or if they scale the, like, damage you can do to it, you know? Like, so if if you do damage in one single player and you you do, you know, 20 damage for a, a type of attack, and then you go on with two people and you do 10 or something, and then you go on with four people and you also do 10 then you kind of know but but i don't i don't know if that's what they're doing i don't, i don't know there there are people who will do that kind like I, you would 
you would and wouldn't be surprised of how dedicated people will go, like the lengths right. they will go I, to try food. I'm going to say, like, probably the the more the the better way to test that stuff would be to go to like a small monster and grab like uh, the slingshot ammo and just shoot it with shoot a small monster with slingshot ammo until it dies because that's always does like five damage a hit. Mm-hmm. So you could probably just do that and be like, okay, you know, this one it had a hundred life, and then on this one it had four hundred life. Like that's the way, the easier way to do it. Yeah, or at least less stupid way to do it. So I don't know. Maybe they did that. I don't. I don't know what their evidence is, but yeah. So don't care. Don't care about multiplayer. It it lets you make your quest uh, or makes a with without the multiplayer, it still lets you make a guild of one. So <laughs> I made I made my one man guild called Hoarders Anonymous. And uh-huh. So I'm good. Um. I, I did want to mention one thing about Dragon's Dogma before we move on. And that is, I wanted to make a uh, a good duo, but like, uh, 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 not like, cause, okay, cause my last duo for my main and my, and my pawn was Tobias and Girl Michael. Uh, and that was wonderful. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, my, mine of, mine of, uh, Brock Samson and, uh, Gosh, what's his name? Uh, the Sphinx guy. Yeah, that always said Sphinx. Shoreleave. Yes. Shoreleave. Brock Samson and Shoreleave. That one was fantastic. Um, <laughs> so this one, uh, I decided to to not do uh, not 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 do a, a uh, I try to do an original original IP, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and so I made a combination because I I wanted to play a rogue again, and because I really enjoyed I I. I really enjoyed the magic archer class. Uh-huh. And um and I even ha- like had forgotten cuz I decided to like do like I went like uh I forget what they call it, but I went, you know, like rogue and then they've got the 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 mix them up classes where there's like uh we combined two. So there's assassin which is warrior, ranger, uh and then magic archer which is like wizard archer. And then there's like straight up like double ranger like longbow user mm-hmm. and uh so i i went over to assassin because i had never done assassin before and i tried that out um but i was like why did i like magic archer so much and as soon as i switched back to magic archer i was like oh right because it's great <laughs> because it's got like like homing uh like lock on homing projectile stuff that it, everything does some kind of elemental damage. And then there's a move you can do with your daggers that like makes a column of fire and stuff. And I'm like, oh yeah, this was this is way better. Like Yeah, Magic Archer was like really a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like because there's a thing that is like homing darts or whatever. And so you like tag a tag a creature and you shoot it and it does ice damage. And it like hits with one thing and does anime style like drunken missile dart things to like hit it like up to six more times or something and so there's like most things and i'm just like blam 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 blam, blam dead and it's like yes so you're running yeah. around the environment and at, at some level you're just able to one shot everything with that ability alone and then i didn't even use this thing on my first playthrough uh but i well there's two archer abilities that i didn't even use that are like real nice one is the 
uh, stra- uh, the one where you like explosive darts or whatever, where you like shoot three explosive darts at a thing, and then you can run up and smack it, or like have your warrior or something like smack it, and it just makes them explode. That's great. And then there's the thing that's like electric reflect, re- electric ricochet things. Yes, it, it does electric damage. And it also, if you're in like in a cave or a tunnel, yes, or it bounces and just murders anything in like a tight space. Yeah, and it, yes. and like I shot that into a into a a room where there was a bunch of goblins, and I was like, let's see how effective this is. Boom! It's <laughs> like lit them up. Yeah, and then I see just see like <laughs> I just see goblin corpses flying out of that hole that I just shot into, and I'm like, yes, this is very good. Yeah, that that one is yes, it's. Definitely a lot of fun. That one is, yeah, and it just it just makes regular Archer just seem like worthless garbage monster. Yeah, and I, yeah, I went from like regular Archer, and then from Assassin, which has some like okay, like abilities, back to Magic Archer, and was like, this is why I loved it, it because it was awesome. Yeah, like I don't know why you would want to play anything else. Yeah, and I, I like I remember I started as Mage and was just like like Mage like I I'm so like. It's weird. It's like this is the one game where like mage feels like the shittiest class. It's just like let me stand here for six hours charging up this spell. Yeah, that then it missed because the guy moved. Yeah, you have AOE stuff that you have to to charge up and a target at the same time. And so I'm like, all right, well, screw that. I'll just have. But I never played. Um, what is it? The warrior mage. I never tried that. But I've heard that's that can be cool. Um, Because you get like weird shield project shield based projectiles or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I just I just get two of my other pawns to be the 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 wizard, the sorcerer and the mage, because only one of them can have healing things like the mage is the only one that can heal. Yeah. And so which brings me back to uh, my characters. So I made a ranger, a girl ranger. I named her stiletto. And uh, because that's both a type of dagger and a type of shoe, and I thought I'm clever, and so then I named my my mage Heal, so I've got Stiletto Heal, mm-hmm. and he's a he was a, a healing mage, and then at some point I'm like uh, I'll let you I'll be I'll make you an archmage for a while, and he's so far made a much better archmage than he did a healer, mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, that's what I wanted to get at was I I enjoyed that wordplay. Uh-huh. Combination. Also, I made him as short. I made him as um, squatty and wide as you can make somebody. <laughs> uh-huh. And also gave him the super low voice to where he like some lines are like completely unintelligible, mm. which is another feature that I missed or that I kind of glanced over the first time because I just picked like, oh, yeah, these are some decent sounding voices. And I missed where you could select the like. Ridiculously, like the high ridiculously pitched. high pitched or the ridiculously low. Yes, pitch. yeah. The very first character I made because you, they let you do this was I made like a very tiny short man with red pigtails, so he looked like the Wendy? girl Windy from Wendy's, uh-huh. and I named him Chaco Frosty. That was my very first character, <laughs> and gave him the deepest, deepest man voice. Uh-huh. So it was just this tiny little pigtailed. Person and this was a, your this was your main this was your pawn yeah that, no that was my main character oh that was your main character that was my main character okay because that was before I knew you could even get pawns and all that stuff oh yeah that. 
And then I uh, I ended up swapping once I once I learned about the pawn thing and then I could make somebody. I was like, oh well, let me go start this game over again. And uh, that's when I would did the pair thing of where I had like Brock and Shore Leave. Yeah, but it was great because Shore Leave like totally had the Shore Leave voice, and <laughs> uh, Brock had like the super deep yeah guy voice. Yeah, I yeah it's and this time I've noticed that like whenever I sleep at an inn you get like reports back on like who used your pawn and what they rated them and initially people were rating my pawn really high for appearance because he was this fantastically ugly thing and then they started rating him really low and i'm like well you guys are the worst well that's probably because the people that thought it was great before were people like people who don't play the game very long like haha that's great hysterical and then people who've been playing the game, like as you got higher level and higher level people started picking up, they're like, oh, this guy's terrible. Yeah, like, but everybody. The, the more serious people are playing at that level. The, yeah, the more serious people are like trying to make their <laughs> anime girlfriends and putting them in the same dress. Everybody, every mage, almost everybody is wearing the same dress around level 30 or so. Yeah. And it's stupid. It sucks. Yes, like, yes. It's a yes, totally, totally crappy, like everybody looks the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I that's why I loved my shore leave guy, because I made him like wear the gayest outfit. <laughs> it was like like he just had on like weird skimpy underwear, like chest revealing stuff. Yeah. It looked like he was basically in like a thong with, with feathers and Oh, I mean th- that's why I loved <clears throat> my Tobias character, because I managed to get him a mustache and a bob. <laughs> And some of the first outfits was like a pair of cutoffs. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, he's back in the cutoffs. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Oh, yeah. So I, I guess that the, again, that part of the avatar thing, Monster Hunter is the same way. I was like I was doing my avatar building and like choosing hairstyles. And I got to it's like these are definitely women's haircuts. And they they don't care. Yeah, you can put whatever haircut you want on on male or female. Like they have clearly women's like hairstyles. Like why is why is this long hair so much more beautiful than this long hair? It's like okay, that's the man's long hair, and this is female long hair. And there's like, you know, again, you could put a guy in the pigtails. Oh, excellent! In the the avatar builder in Monster Hunter, because well, again, see, they don't care. That stuff's like, great. The all of the haircuts are totally interchangeable, which is awesome. Yeah, you can have like the guy with the bob and the mustache. You could totally make Tobias as your Monster Hunter character. <sighs> well, okay, you're selling me more on buying this game. <laughs> it, it reminds me of whenever. Uh, do you remember? Did you ever know about Sony and their PlayStation <clears throat> Home? It was kind of like a Second Life, but lamer. Yes, I I remember engaging in that for like five minutes and then not. Yeah, so I made an avatar on that, and um, I made it. Um, I'm okay. So that one, I kind of went the opposite. I I took I took all the sliders as tall and as thin as possible, and I managed to get it to where the cheeks clipped through the mouth bag, so that like it was she they were she was so gaunt that that was like you could see the teeth poking through the cheeks. <laughs> And um, it was in I took away all of her hair and just made her as tall. And I put her in what looked like a Freddy Krueger sweater 
And then I forget what the pants were, and I don't know if she had shoes. And and I ran around as that. And then I looked around, and it was like everybody just said okay to the default man because they were all wearing the same outfit with they were slightly different like skin colors but like everybody looked the same <laughs> and i was like what is going on like you guys didn't even try and and then uh my friend alex made one as well and he made a horrible monster who had like ace oh that was another great thing was i think you could have asymmetry to the face and so one side was real puffy and the other side was like kind of sunken in and he just had this deformed looking jaw. He looked kind of like that kid from Mask with Cher, you know? And <laughs> uh-huh. but he, and also, oh, there was a promotional item that was a, a Subway sandwich outfit. Like you were dressed up like a Subway sandwich. And so he ran around with that outfit. And it was great. And and people just like didn't know how to react to people <laughs> who actually like like made a made a mockery of the character creator. <laughs> uh, well, that's a, I, like. So, uh, the best MMO ever is City of for Heroes. Me still City of Heroes, yes, because the like you're I I was in love with it just at the character generation spot because of the avatar stuff. It was so fantastic. Well, like, best yeah. avatar builder of any game. It was so great because it was <laughs> it was a lot of like base tools to make different things. So it was like shapes. Like shapes and things more than anything, but then you can just alternate the colors and shading and other, and even like some of the particle and like ambient particle effects and things. I think you could do, or maybe those are powers. I don't know, but yeah, it was so great. Yeah, like I I loved it. I just loved like you could make your guy look like a big stone monster, which was one of the guys that I did, and uh-huh. you, and then we had like I remember making space mummy. Space mummy was great. Uh, and yeah, it was just like mummy parts and also wearing a, you know, uh, but yeah, I had them like space goggles and, and then also like an Egyptian head. Yeah. He had like a, yeah, he had like a Pharaoh headdress, <clears throat> like wraps, like cloth wraps for on, on his like hands and legs and feet and stuff. And then the weird cyber goggles. And I don't know if he had like a gas mask or some kind of mask. Yeah, like some kind of goggles and and like like yeah some kind of space goggles and yeah and then and then that that like waist wrap thing that looked like a towel or whatever but you know kind of evoked a, an egyptian feel to him yeah but yeah he was perfect and then and, uh, and then my favorite one was i made an oompa loompa yes and that one was especially good because of the oompa loompa song uh character backstory yes i i wrote I wrote his origin story in the form of the like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory Oompa Loompa song. Yeah, the sixties Willy Wonka. Yes. Not the Gene Wilder. The Oompa Loompa Doompa Dee Doo. Like his his song had the same like rhythm and and uh uh I can't remember what the word is for poetry, but it had that Yeah, the like the stanzas were, were yeah, like... it, was, it was all written in, in the Oompa Loompa style. Yeah. It was great. It was real good. I forget what. Uh, yeah, our the stone guy was uh, Mister X Topalapakettle. Yeah, like the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to be like a looked like a stone Aztec god. Olmec. Olmec. Yes, <laughs> right. Right. Olmec, not Aztec. Um, and uh, I remember geez. you made like a 
Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Jeez, there were so many good options. Well, yeah, that one was great. That was great. Oh, but then that reminds me of like speaking of everybody doing the same thing was that so many people were just like real moody, yes. uh, dark, dark powered, like because everybody would pick there, there was a a, the, like an ele- a dark element thing yeah. and they would also pick or like the spike striker or something was a fighting style. There was, yeah, it was the scrapper with the claw scrapper. Everybody would be Wolverine or some kind of dark ninja thing. It was like. Like everybody was like a claw scrapper, but they all looked like these ninjas, like wearing like, the same lame ninja outfits. Right. Everybody had like the spike pauldrons, a black hood, so that you couldn't see their face, a black mask, and then like whatever, like the weird like safety gear that the that the fucking ninjas from Mortal Kombat wear, like on their arms. Yeah, the like the yeah the the elbow and like the yeah the wrist guards, yeah, shin like, pads. Like stuff. It, was, it was like a fucking like Shredder fan club meeting or something. Yeah, and you would see them, and they'd all run around, and they'd all be like emitting like a black ooze from their like black gas or whatever from them because they picked like the certain power set, and they and they would all name themselves like f- like dark. Phoenix. What, what, what did we name ourselves? I, I named it Phoenix Star Phoenix because Stark. that was the that was the made up name from that that uh, mystery man. Yeah, from mystery man that the guy called himself. Yeah, so I, I I made a mockery character that was basically that same exact look, totally in the darkest, maddest black outfit, and I named my character Phoenix Dark, and then I. I was just a total mock character, but nobody got it. Nope. <laughs> I, I would respond to everything everyone said with LOL as part of my comments, and nobody ever called me out on it. Yeah, it, it, it's, <clears throat> it was like it was almost the impossible troll because it was it was a thing where like you couldn't make them realize it was ridiculous because they were all too into it. Yeah, <laughs> that was my most popular character also online. Oh, yeah. That, like, people always wanted you in their party. Yeah, that was definitely the one people liked the most. Yeah. Although there was that one guy that gave you just, like, a ton of in-game money whenever they saw your Oompa Loompa character. Oh, yes. Yeah. Every, every once in a while, like, some of the really rich, high-level players would have, like, costume contests. And my Oompa Loompa did win once. And I think it's because that guy read the origin story of every person. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was a great game. Yep. Um, I did want to, um, I, I only had one topic on our list of topics. If you wanted to move on to the next thing. All right. New, new subject, new subject, um, science fiction, specifically oh, science gosh, fiction TV yes. shows. Okay. 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 So, um, <laughs> I've been disappointed, I guess, with science fiction shows lately. And this mainly came out of me watching um, that Electric Sheep show on Amazon. And I guess it's my fault for going into it thinking it was because in. Because it said it was going to be based on Philip K. Dick. And I was like, OK, I don't know, exa- know exactly what that is. It like inspired by the writing of Philip K. Dick. And for the most part, no, it's like one to one, like lifted short stories Sure. Did they do Total Recall? <laughs> Not. Uh, I only watched three or four episodes, oh, okay. and uh, <laughs> uh, and I don't. I didn't get to any of the. It, it's from a. 
I want to say it's from a, a collection of short stories that did not include We Will Remember It For You Wholesale. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, uh, I didn't know that that was what it was. And so I, I started watching the show and I watched like three, three or four episodes. And every episode I, I left, I, I finished the episode and I was like, that felt like I've seen that before. Like, and there was a couple where I was like, this plot has been done before. Like almost exactly like there was one that was like uh, then that that I watched and I'm like, this is like that Gary Sinise movie where he goes to space and he comes back and he's an alien. And then and it was exactly that. And so I'm just like, oh, my God, they're just like ripping this stuff like right out of there. It's it's all this is so it's such old hat like and but they're presenting this show like it's new stuff. And then I look it up online on Wikipedia and Wikipedia has got the like, here's the episode name. Now here's the short story that they lifted. Here's the episode name. And now here's the short story. And so I like I read the synopsis for each of these short stories and I'm like, oh, I'm dumb. <laughs> They're just pulling this stuff directly from the short stories. And the reason I think it's all old and like tired concepts is because they're all written in the 60s. So they are like they're all yeah. stuff that any number <clears throat> of people has already like been inspired by and written either written something or I've read that short story or they did an episode, a TV episode or something before that lifted from that short story idea or a movie in the case of that Gary Sinise movie. Right. And so it's like, okay, well crap, this show really isn't for me. This is for people who are kind of new to sci-fi um, who don't know the writings of Philip K. Dick, you know, yeah. and that kind of stuff. So, so what exactly are you frustrated about? Are you frustrated about that show specifically or all sci-fi? Well, I mean, there's there's other things like like the new Blade Runner disappointed me greatly, um, and Westworld was a disappointment. Why? Uh, because those things like took they they didn't do anything new to me. Mm-hmm. Like they took the same concept of, and both to a different degree, uh, uh, Blade Runner and 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 uh, Westworld of like, um. What if we uh, of of just like robot consciousness in AI and like, right. should they be should they be people and should they be treated like people? And so the thing I liked about Westworld, though, was somebody finally said, yes, this is what we would do with them. If we had robots that were indistinguishable from human. Yes, we would create a giant robot brothel murder. Get your kicks murdering them playhouse and i haven't seen anybody else ever do that in sci-fi probably it's been done in books but i don't read those who cares but like i haven't ever seen like a show or a movie that was willing to go back and say yeah we're gonna fucking kill them if we make robots that look like humans um well well except that that's You want to say it's not true, but it's what would happen. No, I don't want to say it's not true. Okay. I know exactly. I know. Well, okay. So here's, okay. Here's one of my problems with Westworld was like, yes, that scenario would happen. I felt like Westworld didn't have enough trolls, uh, like human trolls and like how they would like try to jerk people around who were like, because they are just rich assholes going there. Mm-hmm. Like there were too many people who were willing to suspend their disbelief and to play with it. 
as if it were like a real experience and there weren't enough people who were just like i know this is a stupid game and i'm gonna try like i've got way more money to just blow on stuff and i'm gonna ruin it for everybody else mm-hmm. but well, like i think probably part of that is i don't know maybe if you haven't seen enough of the show but some of it is they don't kind of allow that kind of thing like if somebody's there to try and ruin somebody everybody's spending a huge amount of money to go there so if yeah. somebody else is trying to ruin it for other people they're gonna kick them out you know it's the same reason you don't let people like be dicks and cutting in line at a theme park right like they right. get kicked out like because- yeah i mean i yeah there, there okay so i had a lot of issues with the like um this is like not on topic i mean it sort of is but there was a, I took a lot of issue with how they represented their like security team and their like se- selective obliviousness of what was going on or what they did monitor. But anyway, that's beside the point. <laughs> um, I guess the problem that I that I that I was just like not interested in is more just the overall idea of like, oh, well, and now we're supposed to have empathy for these robots and all you know aren't robots the good guys and all of this and that kind of stuff that they tried to provoke with that one um which is where most sci-fi tries to take that yeah Um, i mean i feel like most of them try to say robots are our enemies and we should fear them but maybe that's just me uh i think i think fewer than well none of them that that support a robot revolution like plot line do that how do you mean support the matrix supported a robot revolution they were clearly the bad guys uh i mean but then they also weren't right like no they were always the bad guys <laughs> but no they weren't cuz you you think about it and like there was the there was the main conflict but then the the only people to really like make peace with all that like the the main bad guy was the the whole agent smith guy right um the the rest of them had a weird like cyclical agreement with humans about how they were going to deal with the situation and then in the end they were um convinced to like try something different so it was just it was like uh, it it wasn't the same it was it was a let's uh it was a like bef- the actual robot revolution thing happened before that um and it and it happened if you remember the dumb animatrix stuff it happened because of the we should be treated as equals and you're treating us like slaves scenario that led into a well, we we weren't treated as equals. Now you're our slaves instead of us being the slaves, right? And so that's that's where the flip happened there, in that scenario. So it was just like the oh now now they got what they wanted, kind of situation. So they the the matrix just kind of skipped ahead in that okay business, but the background was still the same. Well, they're always the bad guys in Terminator. They are always the bad guys in Terminator, and. Those are the only examples I can think of that have robot revolutions in them right now. Well, um, yeah. So, that, I, that, I guess they're not bad in Toy Story. Those aren't robots. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, 
anyway, I, I just wasn't interested in that anymore. Yeah. And so I, I was just kind of like, well, whatever, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I guess you kind of see where it's going. Um, okay. So. And, but I mean, yeah, seeing where it's going is kind of like where I'm coming from on a lot of this stuff is like, because, because these ideas are so old, um, I see where a lot of stuff's going. And so I kind of lose interest in it as science fiction. Yeah. Well, I'll ask you about something else since I feel like you probably haven't read the books. Um, are, uh, have you looked at Altered Carbon yet? Uh, I watched the first episode, and I, I was I, I was interested in that universe. Yeah, so that one's that one's definitely a, a that one's a little bit more modern than the Philip K. Dick stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that one's uh, I think holds up better, and it actually I think is where kind of you can see where kind of some of the Matrix stuff comes from in that if you get further into it, because they have like you know if you can put your your consciousness into any body, uh, you can also put your consciousness into computers yeah, and into like a false reality. And so I feel like some of the matrix stuff kind of pulls from that and you can maybe see that some of that more if you get into the rest of it. Um, I've also been told that the show is diverges very, very much from the books. Um, but I don't really care. Cause I didn't read the books and I also don't care because I try to look at shows and stuff in context of themselves and not in context of other source material. Well, yeah, I mean, if this show's good, then the show's good. Right. Yeah. Um, like we've, like we've said with like the Marvel movies, like they're, if they're good on their own, then, then like they don't need to hold, like they, they don't have to be so beholden to, the source material. Yeah. Also, the source material isn't beholden to the source material. They change that all the time. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely they, true. They like if you think there's been too many Spider-Man reboots in movies, you have no idea how many Spider-Man reboots there've been in comics. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, because each of the Spider-Man movie reboots is based on a comic reboot. Because there is the Amazing Spider-Man. There's regular Spider-Man. There's ultimate spider-man yeah just to name a few yeah i mean there's a bunch of and then there's like then there's like the ultimate stuff and the like the what if stuff and the future stuff and the universe b stuff and man spider and yeah <laughs> all kinds of things uh yeah it's pretty crazy and uh so yeah like that all of that's fine and did you see black panther i did see black panther pretty good i enjoyed it yeah yeah it i thought it was really good, good. Yeah, um, it was it was cool. That one I liked that one because one, I felt like the trailers didn't spoil as much of the movie and like who the, you know, villain was really going to be and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I thought I thought the trailers did a very good job of showing you enough to get excited about it but not showing you the whole story. I thought the villain was great like Sometimes they don't have very good like Mar like the Marvel movies have tend to have pretty good villains. Like, you know, if you look at if you look at like uh Civil War, you actually had a kind of a sympathetic villain there. This one even more so. Mm -hmm. Um They they do I for me, like the best villains are the ones who think they're doing the right thing. Um Well, yeah, and I think 
I think that's part of the problem. Well, that's one of the things I, I think is is most convincing about a villain. And that's part of a, a problem I have with the way some bad guys are written is that they're written in what I consider a Saturday morning cartoon style. Yeah. Where in to a, to an extent, they're almost like, I love evil, you know, right. to where they, they named their, you know, they named their organization evil or like, <laughs> yeah. So the, okay. yeah, it's like the it's community for doing like, no, no good. You know, that kind of stuff. Right. But that's that's to me where it's I feel like the Captain America villains usually are a lot in the Marvel sh- movies. The Captain America villains are generally all way better than the Iron Man villains. Those guys are all just greedy dicks or like crazy people. Right. Yeah. Like. There wasn't none of them had anything redeemable and they were all just totally selfish, like cartoonish supervillains in it for themselves right? right i mean like the first one you've got like jeff bridges who's like yeah i wanted to make worse weapons so that i could ride around in a giant robot suit get it tony yeah. business yeah <laughs> right. and then the second one was um the second one was whip guy and he was like i want revenge because my dad made the thing in your chest i guess or something i don't even remember yeah i, I and, but then he wasn't even the was he even the villain at the end or was it that the guy who controlled all the robots wasn't that wasn't that three no that was a different one that was the fake mandarin oh yeah where it turned out to be guy fieri not guy fieri <laughs> uh, what's that guy's name <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man versus Flavor Country. <laughs> oh my god. Why would you put sour cream on that? Oh, it's so horrible. Bam. <laughs> I covered in habanero sauce. Yeah. Oh man. Uh well, I need to see that movie. What no, the guy Pierce. That yeah. that that's his name. And he yeah. was the the real fake Mandarin. Right. Yes. And then he turned into a melty guy or something? Yeah, he was like the weird like hot guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember much. Yeah, that, that one movie. was weird. Yeah, but again, like all of those people were just like they were just kind of power hungry people. Yeah. And uh but yeah, the the I mean, Red Skull's kind of like that as well. Yeah, Captain sure. Fine. The first one, but again, but also he was like he was know, a Nazi. He was yeah. He was the <laughs> not a Nazi, right? So yeah. Um, um, like okay, it's like you get a pass because you made the first villain a Nazi, and Captain America was created as a symbol of you know American propaganda, American war propaganda, right against so. the Nazi. So like the first villain had to be a Nazi, yeah, right. And the, but then like. The ones after that, like Winter Soldier, was like that's what makes Winter Soldier great. Yeah, right? it's a, like his, it's his old buddy who's been brainwashed, you know. Yeah, um, and then, and then, uh, I kind of count Civil War as a Captain I mean, Captain America. That was a Captain America. Movie. That was a Captain America one. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it that felt one, like an Avengers, but right? It was but Captain America. yeah, it felt like Avengers, yeah, because they had like every single cast member in it. But yeah, it's like and the, introduced a new one, right? But like Zeno, or I can't remember if that's his name. Like that was, it's the the purple guy with a crown. Like he's a ridiculous guy in the comics because it's like some guy oh. that wears like 
all purple and he's basically got like a purple like pimp suit that like covers his face with yeah. fabric and then he wears a crown like right it was some... like it was like in the comics he had like a balaclava melt on his face or something yeah but it's like it's uh baron zima zima or zeba or zima. yeah baron zebra zebra <laughs> some one of those it's some some z word yeah i think i think it's zima but i don't uh but yeah like that guy was like a you know a sympathetic character and he was i mean he did a couple of bad things, but then like the rest of it, like the, the, you know, the Avengers kind of did to themselves. Yeah. Almost, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. With the Black Panther thing, you know, it's, it was, a. Uh, it, it, it reminded me in a strange way of, um, Lion King. I'm not saying that because it took place in Africa. It's just like, it's the, <laughs> it's the same kind of like you know uh like usurper king or royalty scenario of like the but it's different because in you know in the lion king it's his gross power hungry uncle right but in this one it's a guy who feels like he's uh, been abandoned by his own country because he it's, literally was it's that gross lion's son yeah <laughs> It's like I never saw the Lion King two, but maybe it's the Lion King. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like he, and and there's like parts of what he says, like sound valid, right? You know, like, and then, that's the thing when, when when you when you listen to the villain, like you know, give their soliloquy, and you're like, wow, you've got a good point. Like that's like, when you know right. they've got a good villain. Like you're, I I think you've got like a decent idea, but I think your your end game is is bad, and your and your and your your methods for getting there are also bad. But right, I mean, and that, like that's what makes him evil. Right, that's that's how you become a villain. It's like your intentions are good, but your but. It's kind of the rule of like you can have good intentions, but the ends don't justify the means. And if your means are evil, then you're still evil. Yeah. Right. Um, and so that's that's kind of where like where that guy ends up and it's and it and it just becomes a more interesting scenario that because of that. Um Yeah, I, I feel like Black Panther, like there's some stuff about about Black Panther that like is kind of a shame about some of the some of the low quality stuff that was in some of the like visual effects. Are you and talking about the rhinos? That rhinos thing sucked. <laughs> it was so That's bad. What, everybody I know that like most people don't care in general, yeah. but everybody that like works in like gaming or or CG or whatever is just like Black Panther's awesome, but those rhinos. <laughs> yeah. The other bummer is that they only had like like three sets for Wakanda. They had like that market that one market street, the the lab and then the throne room. Yeah. And then everything else was CG. And it's like that's that's kind of a shame. I mean, it's the first one and maybe once they see that like it is really good and successful, like they'll put yeah, more I mean, money into the next there's one. Ob- there's clearly going to be a Black Panther 2. This is yeah. like one of the top grossing movies like in like ever. So yeah, it's pretty, but like 
all the acting was good. Um, it was, it was, it's one of the few Marvel movies where I look at it and I'm just like, everybody gave a really good performance. Um, and, and all the characters felt very different, but not out of place either. Yeah. And especially the like goofy sister character, like felt like real and, and not like a, not like a gag character. Right. But, but felt like her like kind of whimsical attitude was, was. Cause if you're a genius princess, you're going to be that way. <laughs> yeah. Like she's kind of eccentric and stuff, but it's just like, but she's just, she's just like a fun character to have as mm-hmm. well. You know. Also, I, I think it's, it's great because like her and then like the, like the ex-girlfriend, like I, like you want black man, black man is like oh I'm a king I'm this like you know like super fancy guy and like you have these two characters that are constantly bringing him back down to earth and it's awesome yeah it's like you know like in the first in the in like the Civil War movie he's just this like regal kind of tries to come up with this like regal above everybody else like knows what he's talking about guy uh-huh. and it's kind of awesome just to see him like get taken down to peg immediately <laughs> yeah in the the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, and that's another thing is that like the the society that they have like um it makes it makes a lot of the women very like powerful and in seats of authority and stuff and it doesn't feel like it's a forced statement kind of a thing. It's just right. like this is it. And they just put it out there and they don't bring a lot of attention to it. It's just like this is how the society works, guys. Yeah. I well I mean and it's I mean, some of it is like it's I mean, Africa has had historically matriarchal societies. And if you look at like it's clearly it's an old like they they claim to be like the oldest nation in the world or whatever. You mm-hmm. know? So it's like, well, yeah, clearly, you know, they're, they're showing some of that history. Yeah. In the movie, which is kind of cool. So <laughs> it, it was good. I really liked it. Um Yep. I also I also liked the that the soundtrack um would swing like it it was one of the few ones that felt like it had character for like sort of motifs for the different characters. So you had the more African influenced stuff uh for you know the like Black Panther himself and that but but uh Michael B. Jordan's character would have like when he was around, you had more of like a an LA hip hop influence in the stuff in into the musical score. And it and again, like that was something that just like felt and they managed to kind of weave it in there to where it didn't seem out of place. But it was like now this is like this is his character and how it influences the scene through the music. So <clears throat> Yeah. I think it's just a lot of good stuff. Also, Andy Serkis has become terrifying looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, he's quickly approaching like Smeagol levels. Right. Of- <laughs> <laughs> they do another one of those. They won't need any CG. It's just like. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. 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 Because I, I remember like his. I was like, who is this guy? He looks horrifying. It's like, oh, my God, that's Andy Serkis. I remember he was just like a weird, like he was, he was always kind of creepy looking, but now he's just like, whoa, my gosh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was funny. 
Uh, and I don't know. So I, the next movie I'm looking forward to is Ready Player One. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Did you read it? No. I. That's one of the few books that I've read. Yeah, Robbie's reading it now, and he told me that I would like it because of all the like 80s references, and it's all about video games and kind of stuff. It's yeah, it's pretty. It lays it on pretty thick, um, and uh, being just kind of a sucker for like '80s stuff, I was I was into it. And it's weird because different people kind of rag on his like the way he writes dialogue and stuff. And I read it and was just like, I don't know, like you might not like the dialogue, but it seems like real people talking, uh, especially like real people talking about video game stuff. Or nerd people talking like nerding out about nerd stuff and it's like you might hate that and if you hate it okay like this book's not for you but like it read natural enough to me that it was just like okay plus the story itself is like it is like um like mmo willy wonka and so except that like it's an adventure to find the golden ticket kind of a thing instead of just finding it you know yeah but the other thing is like people at work are just like oh man like i don't even think like king of the nerds would like get all the references and stuff to all the 80s throwback stuff and i'm like i got all the references <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know youngsters you must work with millennials or something <laughs> these people are older than me i'm pretty sure <laughs> But it's, you know, it's the people that like, that like, did, like, some of the people that did live through that era where those things were coming out are people that like, are slightly older than me and look back on it, but like, didn't just kind of eat it up like I did. Uh-huh. Well, if you were a kid when that stuff came out, it's probably cooler than if you were like, almost an adult, because then it was kind of like, blah, what am I, what were you thinking? Like, it's kind of the same way that I think Power Rangers is dumb, but lots of, lots of people that are like, Eight years younger than me, love it. Oh yeah, <clears throat> like uh, yeah, like this is a time where I'm glad Phil's not on the podcast because it's it's <laughs> right. It's, he loved Power Rangers, right? And he's he's younger than you, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so that's the thing. It's like is just younger enough for it to have not been. That's the thing. It's like we were we were both young enough for all of that stuff to have been cool and not stupid. Yeah, yeah, right. So I think that's part of it. Yeah, and some of the, like one of the things somebody like showed an excerpt from the book where the guy is like rattling on about his like his uh DeLorean that this is all in the game, right? And that's another thing is that the guy who made this universe was in love with the 80s. Not the writer, but like the guy who made the MMO. The whatever. character the guy who created... made the Oasis, yeah. right? And so you know, and but it's also kind of a second life thing where people can like make their own stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so the guy is talking about like, oh, you know, I I drive around in this, you know, de- de- this DeLorean from Back to the Future that also has Kit, you know, from <laughs> Knight Rider and and like the the like LED like stuff in the front, and also has like two Ghostbuster logos on the side, and. Like they're pointing this out as like this is just awful fan fiction stuff, and I'm like, yeah, but if you were in an MMO founded by a guy in love with the '80s, and then like the culture became the culture around that became loving '80s nostalgia stuff, that's exactly what you would get. 
<laughs> like he would get people who are just like amalgamating all of this like 80s yeah business. also also fuck you because i've seen you wearing the calvin and Hobbes doctor who t-shirt <laughs> yeah like no kidding like there's you know the people <laughs> the people who walk around uh you know with yeah the calvin and Hobbes doctor who t-shirt yeah the like ones... there's so many of those things going around these days yeah the i mean yeah just like shut the fuck up that stuff exists all the time right now, and you're wearing it. Yeah, and, yeah, and the and the people that do that stuff, and, or and but especially in video games, where it's like I've seen enough, like people named like Goku Sephiroth four twenty that like of course people are going to like deck themselves out in right. the most like jam everything together. And, a, and an ungodly chimera of 80s culture. Like, that's what they're going to do. That's what people do. Yeah, know? right. Like, I mean, and again, like, even in City of Heroes, like, we didn't see seven spiderines where somebody made themselves Wolverine with Spider-Man colors and shit like that. Like, yeah. That stuff, yeah, that stuff happens right now. Yeah. It's... It's happened in the past. And so, and so I read this thing and people are just like, oh, it's awful. And I'm like... Oh man, it's awful because it's real. It's freaking Tumblr, like <laughs> vomiting into the pages of this thing. Go spend five minutes on on friggin' Pinterest or something. Yeah, like this guy who's <laughs> writing this, like sees this this stuff how it is, and it's like this this is what would happen. Like I find that very realistic in a in a in a in an almost frightening kind of way. <laughs> right, right. <It's> like <laughs> your DeviantArt account is yeah. contrary to your statement. Right. <laughs> I mean, especially you, you go to something like Second Life and it's like, oh, yeah, there's the pregnant Sonic the Hedgehog guy running around. Like, that's that's the kind of characters that these people make in Second Life is is that kind of stuff. And then they make the mods that make them have like sex with each other. Right. Like, that's real. That's really happening right that's now. We're not. Hedgehog got pregnant. We're not. We're not talking about like, oh, what if there was this weird VR place where people could make like unholy marriages between like. Uh, intellectual property like no that exists already and people already do that yeah. you know just go to YouTube and look for source filmmaker right and you'll find like the results of all of these people you know like that's like you're gonna find you're gonna find like 17 naked Shreks <laughs> like riding around on Tommy Wiseau horses, you know, like that's what you're going to find. You're killing me. <laughs> you're tearing me apart, donkey. donkey. That's what you, that's what you get. You know, yeah. that's what you get when you let the internet, uh, into a space where they're like free to like make their monsters. Yeah. Yep. And and Those it's like and, will and, become Tommy with so. And so and so like seeing that like it feels incredibly tame to me. And I'm just like, "Oh wow, this guy's like the least offensive." Because he happened to pick like three movies that I like also <laughs> or two movies on a TV show. Yeah. And like jam them together. Yeah, it's I don't know. So, I don't know what the what the what the movie is going to be like. It it could be garbage. I don't know. It could be great. It could just be yeah. some ridiculous, like, spectacle fan service thing. We'll see. Is Spielberg doing it? He's involved. I think he's producing it. 
Yeah. I don't think he's directing it. I can't remember who's directing it. I don't know. I'd assume it's J.J. Abrams because he's doing, like, all of that stuff these days. But <laughs> probably not. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm going to go see um, the new Tomb Raider movie on Saturday morning because I got invited to. And like <laughs> you, sound, you sound like that was not your choice. I didn't even know there was a new Tomb Raider movie. This is how much. Well, yeah, guess what? It's yeah, there's a new one based off the reboot. So. All right. So, I'm, I'm so curious this, if they're this gonna, is, is going to be more of a torture porn kind of. Well, that's what I'm curious kind of about is movie. like, is there going to be a gag reel where also that happens that she gets stabbed repeatedly in the head? <laughs> We're going to they're, they're going to do it like like uh, what Prince of Persia movie should have been where the guy dies and rewinds like 50,000 times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this movie's going to be. I mean, I've seen the trailer, so I kind of know exactly what the movie's going to be. But um, who's yeah. who's playing? the uh laura croft this time i don't know the actress some 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 nameless person some woman um that looks roughly the part and i can do a british accent okay Um, but it's got a guy from a tv show that i like as well as maybe a villain i don't know he usually plays a villain oh the one problem the my one criticism of black panther movie now that you've mentioned that Okay. Was the guy from uh, Sherlock and from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? What's his name? Oh yeah, uh, yes. Uh, what's that guy's name? It's Martin. Mar- Martin. I don't know. You can go back and fill us in later with who it really is. It's. Martin? No? I don't know. If I knew, I would have said it. (laughs) I really feel like it starts with an M, and it's... You know, what's weird is like, you know, you can remember Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, Martin Freeman. Freeman? Yeah, Martin Freeman. There you go. Yeah, so it's... It just fucks with my brain because Martin Freeman, aside from, I suppose, Benedict Cumberbatch, is the most British, British guy I've ever seen in anything ever. Right? Yeah. I think he's probably more British than Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch's name is more British. His face is more British. But as (laughs) a actor, Martin Freeman's way more British. Uh Uh, Well, because he's got that. That British of just like, oh, oh, uh, oh, 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 yeah. Most British actor I know. And they keep calling him American in the movie. I'm like, shut up. Shut your stupid face. <laughs> yeah. But he comes on and he's just like, hi, I'm an American CIA agent. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're a British plant. <laughs> uh, also, I can't think of what a British plant would be, but I'm going to call it. Kidney moss. Oof. <laughs> uh, I was. Th- I don't or maybe, know. Or maybe I, Sherwood. I don't know. Uh huh. <laughs> my my brain went to. Uh, it was. It would just be. It wouldn't be a real plant. It would be a fungus. Uh-huh. And it would. <laughs> uh huh. And you would call it liver stool. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Liver stool. That's good. <laughs> but I see we both kind of went the same way. With it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, it's not pretty at all. It's really something you don't want. No. <laughs> no. Oh God! It's the, He's come down with liver stool. It's, it's the it's the only it's the only flower that bees run from. <laughs> <laughs> this plant is pollinated by skunks. <laughs> it just it just has to get moist enough, which is very common in England, and then it's just kind of like is real damp and then kind of oozes into the other plants. <laughs> <laughs> cross cross pollinates into the other flowers. Yeah. It's very it's very unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a flower or a wound? <laughs> just an open wound. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just seeping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I I, I think I think we might need to call it. Yeah. Okay. I, I I obviously have to name the episode British Plant. British Plant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Got to watch the whole episode to, to find out what we're talking about. That's usually how it goes, though. Like, yeah, we get some like of one, our some of our joke at the end. Our, our yeah, our joke at the end is usually like, "What do we name yeah. this?" And then it's and then it's like. We either we either call back to the thing that was actually funny, or in the process of trying to call back to that thing, we think of something that's actually funny. Right? Yeah. It's like yeah. It's kind of like blah 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 video games. Blah blah blah. Here's a joke. There you go. Just skip to the end. Skip to the last ten minutes. You'll get what you want. <laughs> did you did you not care about our commentary on video games or or other nerd pop culture? Well, skip. There to you go. Yeah. I don't care about the Dragon Age character editor. I hear about the livers. Yeah. And there you go. Yeah. All right.